return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. I'm excited for that, what God has laid in his heart, amen. So just take your Bible and the notepad, amen, and and see how God speaks to your heart. Pastor Randy, come on, let's welcome him, all right, as he comes to share the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Dave. Always enjoy the opportunity to minister the Word. It's just so special, and you know, we're singing about just how holy he is. Yeah. And, you know, when, when, he, when he passed by Moses, Moses couldn't even... Or, sorry, yeah, Moses. He couldn't even take in all of the glory right, of the Lord. Yeah. He said, "No, you can't look directly at me. You're gonna, you know, you're gonna, your brain's gonna freeze." He said, "So I'm going to pass by, and yeah. you're gonna see only my shadow." Right. You know, the Lord's shadow is light. Yeah. Yeah. If God is all light, His shadow then is light. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Amen. 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 Well, Father, we just thank you for tonight, Amen. Father. We thank you that your word goes forth, it does not return void. And Lord, we just thank, thank you, you for this word you're going to share with us tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Help me to, um, to say it how you want it to be said. Lord, I pray for anybody in here, somebody in here to get a revelation of this, Father. Yes, and that you, anybody that calls on your name, you help them. Anybody that asks for wisdom, you give them wisdom. Anybody that, that needs joy in their life, you show up in their life with joy, you, Father. Jesus. And enjoy. You know, joy does come in the morning. Your mercies are new every morning, yes. Lord. And so we thank you that yes. that no matter what our day has been like, Lord, no matter what our week's been like, no matter what Satan has tried to throw at us, that you are greater. Amen. That your joy is greater. Yes. Amen. Your glory is greater. Yes. Your name Hallelujah. is bigger. We lift you higher. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Your Holy Spirit is moving more. Yes, Lord. Where sin abounds, grace does much more Amen. abound. Hallelujah. Yes. Where guilt is, there is grace. Where fear is, there is peace. And more than enough. We know that you do everything in more than enough terms, Father. We thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you for speaking tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, tonight I'm going to talk about elevating the spirit. And I want to talk a lot about just how we want to elevate our spirit over our flesh. Amen. So we have a spirit, and we have a flesh. And when we are Christians, we also have the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember when Jesus, to his disciples, it said he breathed on them the Holy, in the Holy Spirit. You yes. know, breathed on them the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said when he left, that not only, not only would the Holy Spirit be with us, but the Holy Spirit would be in us. Yep. Amen? Yep. The Holy Spirit doesn't replace our spirit, but it works together with our spirit. If you look at Romans 8.16, it says the Spirit Himself, the Holy Spirit Himself, bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Amen. So we have our own spirit. Amen. We also have the Holy Spirit, but it bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And that's why it's wrong to say that the Holy Spirit is just going to take over our body like when it comes to tongues. I've heard ministers or people say, 
um, who was it, Keith Moore, said that he just said, well, if, if I speak in tongues, it'll be the Holy Spirit. I'm going to just let the Holy Spirit speak for me in tongues. Yeah. Well, we can't do that because we have a free will. We have a spirit, and out of our spirit, amen, flows rivers of living water. So we, we out of our spirit, the Holy Spirit does a work in us that we speak and we make the decision to speak. Yep. Amen. And tongue come out, interpretations come out, words of knowledge come out. Amen. Yes, we cannot do these things without the Holy Spirit, but we still have to do it. Amen. Yep. It's still our spirit that makes the effort because we are spirit beings. Yep. And when we die, our body doesn't go to heaven instantly, but our spirit goes to heaven instantly. Right. Amen. Yep. Hallelujah. So our spirit and the Holy Spirit work together and they work together also to war our flesh. Yeah. Because there's, a, there's always a spiritual battle within us, yeah. our spirit versus our flesh. Yeah. And the Lord's just been talking to me about just, just how we elevate and exalt our spirit, man, the Holy Spirit above yeah. our flesh and continue to put under our flesh. Yeah. And it seems like a daunting task, doesn't it? Because, because... We're told that human nature, we like to do things that are against the norm. We like to do things that um, that maybe cause a little disturbance. You know, our, our human nature isn't a good nature because when sin entered the world, it entered our the human nature, yeah. right? And so we have to war against our flesh, and it sounds tough, but I, I guarantee you that the Lord, when he helps us do it, it's not tough. Right. I mean, it's not tough to do that. That's right. Hallelujah. And we can either allow the Holy Spirit to rule, or we can allow our flesh to rule. Yep. Amen. We can't we can't do service to both and expect just like oh we're just gonna make them even. Mm-hmm. No, we want our spirit to rule over our flesh. Yep. And our spirit, even aside from the Holy Spirit, is good. Second Timothy one seven that God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's right. Amen. But He gave us. He gave us a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And in this verse, when he says a spirit of fear, he's not talking about the Holy Spirit of fear, but he's talking about our spirit. The spirit that he gave us is not of fear, but the spirit he gave us is power, love, and a sound mind. And that word spirit in the Greek is pneuma, which in the context of this verse means the disposition or influence which feels and governs the soul of anyone, the efficient source of any power, affection, emotion, and desire. And so our spirit is is our character. Yep. Our spirit is who we are, yep. what comes out of us, what's in our heart. Amen? Yeah. And so the spirit that God gave us when he breathed the breath of life into Adam was a good spirit. It was a spirit of love, not hate. Yep. Amen? That's why James and John, when they asked Jesus that they should call down fire from heaven just like Elijah did, Jesus said, you do not know which a manner of spirit that you're of. And we like to read that verse as if they had a bad spirit when they said that. But I really believe Jesus was saying, that's not the spirit that I gave you to do that. The spirit that I gave you is a spirit of love and not hate. Amen. It's a spirit of construction, not destruction. Amen. I gave you a spirit of grace and not condemnation. Amen. And that word, when he says... You do not know the manner of spirit that you're of is the same word that we see in 2 Timothy 1.7. Pneuma. Uh, basically saying, like I said, I gave you a good spirit. You don't know what manner of spirit you're of. He's saying you're ignorant of the fact 
that I did not give you a spirit of destruction. Amen. You're, you're ignorant that I did not give you a spirit of, of condemnation on nations and different things like that. But I gave you a good spirit. Amen. Amen. I gave you a spirit that gives grace to people. Amen. So the spirit of, of God, when he gave us and he breathed that breath of life, amen, it was good. Because it says in the Bible, when he created us, he said it was very good. Amen. He created us and he breathed the breath of life into us. Amen. Hallelujah. He's saying, I gave you a kind spirit, not a harsh spirit. And so when we talk about our spirit, man, I'm talking about who we are and and the things that we do, the choices that we make. Amen. Now, when I say the flesh, when we war against our flesh, I don't mean the skin that just covers our bones. You know, there's a lot of different types of flesh in the Bible, and it talks about it. But this is the Greek word sarx, and it denotes mere human nature, the earthly nature of man, apart from divine influence, and therefore prone to sin and opposed to God. So our flesh also is in us, <laughs> amen, but it, it goes, it's, it's by nature opposite of what our spirit man is. It's, it's by nature opposite of what God wants it to be. Amen. And it's going to war against our spirit until it gets its way. Right. And how we choose which rules us is starts in our mind. Amen. If you go to Romans 8, 5, it says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the things of the spirit. So whatever we set our mind to, that's what's going to win in any situation, any choice that we make. If we set our mind to the things of the world or the things of the flesh, our flesh is going to win that battle. If we set our mind to the things of the Holy Spirit, then our spirit is going to win that battle. Amen? Hallelujah. Because Satan is the God of this world, living like the world is exactly opposite of living like the Holy Spirit, like I said. Anything that God is, Satan is the opposite of. Anything that, that God makes that is good, Satan will try to imitate it like it's bad. Counterfeit it. Amen. Think of when uh, Lynn and I were talking about this just before service, but when Moses, when he threw down his staff and the, and the serpent came out, and so Pharaoh had his men throw down their staffs and the serpents came out, and Moses' staff ate the staffs of the other serpents. Amen. Satan can try to imitate it, but he can never recreate it. Amen. God is always bigger. What God can do is always bigger than what Satan can do in any situation. Amen. When Elijah, when when they were saying whose God was true and and the prophets of Baal and and they were cutting themselves and they were they were hollering to their God. And and Elijah said, well, maybe he's sleeping. Maybe he's on vacation. Amen. What did Elijah do or Elijah do? He said, "Okay, bring me some water. Let's get this thing wet so it can't start. Yeah. Okay. And they poured bucket over bucket on top of bucket. Yeah. And what did he say? He prayed to the Lord and it consumed it all. Amen. Yeah. Our God is bigger than any other Amen. God little g. Amen. Right. Our God is bigger than any circumstance that we face. Right. Yeah. Amen. Amen? Yeah. Our God is bigger than any report that we might hear yeah. from the doctor. So look at Galatians 5:19. Uh, we're going to go through 24, but just for now, 21 it says, "Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, 
uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so I know a lot of times we quote Galatians 5, 23 the fruits of the Spirit, but I also think it's important to keep in mind the verses before. Because as we give way to the flesh in small things, the flesh will try to indulge in bigger things. It's like if we give the Satan, if we give Satan a foot in the door, he's going to want his, you know, half of himself in the door. Yep. It's just that's just how he is. He's yep. Satan's pushy. He's going to try to push us, amen, push us around. Yep. And and when we let our flesh dictate what we do in our lives, it's just going to want more and more. Uh-huh. And it can be it can be anything. It can be anything that that is shown here. It can be it can be eating. It can be you know, it says drunkenness, it can be anything. Anything that goes against what the Lord would want us to do. And, the, and Jesus talks about, he doesn't say that you, that you can't, you know, eat a bunch of cookies. or He's not saying anything like that. But what he does say is we want us to live in life, he wants us to live our life in balance. Pastor Dave always talks about how, living a fasted life. Mm-hmm. And that just means living, doing things in balance. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I mean, you can, you can overdo anything. You can overdo water. You get water poisoning if you drink way too much water. You know? And what we what we consume and what we do is going to is going to feed into our spirit. It's going to it's going to be what's coming out. The only thing that you can't overdo is reading the Bible, is praying, amen. That's right. Is spending time with the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says that these are the works of the flesh. So as we indulge the thoughts of the flesh. These are the things that are going to try to introduce themselves in our lives. Mm-hmm. And maybe it won't get to, you know, the, what we would consider maybe the big ones. Like, it won't get to adultery, it won't get to fornication, uh, sorcery. But, you know, how many have had contentions with somebody? Yeah. You know? How many have had dissension or selfish ambitions? Or outbursts of wrath, you know, you calm one second and then something just sets you off and it's like, an outburst of wrath. Yep. Amen. Right. Now, it doesn't mean that if we mess up in an area, we're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. We all mess up. We all fall short yeah. of the kingdom of God. And there's repentance that takes place when we mess up. But it does show us that the fruits of the flesh and what the flesh is like, what the flesh likes to indulge in. Yeah. If the flesh had its way, these are the things that would come out of it. It says these are the works of the flesh. Yeah. Right? But then we look at the next verses and it shows us what indulging in the Spirit looks like. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Amen. If we keep our minds on Jesus and on the things of the Spirit... We're going to enjoy peace instead of despair. Amen. We're going to enjoy gentleness instead of harshness. Joy instead of defeat. Amen. Self-control. Hallelujah. We'll be kind to others and have patience with others. Amen. And it all starts with intentionally putting the Holy Spirit over our flesh. And it has to be intentional. Amen. If you can't, there's no standing still when it comes to spiritual warfare. 
You're either moving forward or moving backwards. Amen? And so we want to always be moving forward. We, all, we want to give time to the Holy Spirit. I mean, how do we spend a majority of our free time? I mean, in the mornings, I have a choice whether or not to sleep in if I'm really tired or get up and spend time with the Lord. That's, that's a choice of mine. And whatever choice I make, if I decide that, I, okay, I, got, I think I got enough sleep last night, I'm going to get up and spend time with God. Well, that's a battle that I just won. Yep. Amen? That's right. If I set aside a day to fast, if I feel the Lord, okay, today the Lord wants me to really fast, and 2 o'clock comes around, and I'm really hungry, am I going to eat? I'm going to be like, oh, well, I can fast tomorrow. I mean, that's, that's a real thing. <laughs> you know, there's been many times where I've, it's come around, I said, all right, Lord, I'm going to fast for you today, and it comes to like 4 o'clock, and my stomach's growling, and I'm hungry, and... I miss it, and I eat something, and, and my while my flesh feels good, my spirit's like, oh, we'll try it again next time. Yeah. You know, and God gives us second chances, amen? <laughs> Aren't you glad that God gives us second chances? Amen. Yeah. amen. amen. Or am I going to tell my flesh that, no, you don't rule over me? You know, I, you know, a lot of times what I'll have to do is I'll just say, Lord, sustain me. <laughs> if I'm hungry or if I'm, if I'm fasting for a day or whatever... It's like, Lord, sustain me. I can't do this on my own. Lord, sustain me. And he will. He will sustain you. Amen? If I'm going to sit down and watch a movie, but I feel like the Lord is trying to speak to me about spending time in prayer or reading or maybe watching a Christian program, I can choose to ignore him or I can choose to listen to him and allow the Holy Spirit to take precedent. Amen? Every day, all the time, we have choices. You made a choice to come here tonight. Amen? made a choice to do this rather than do something else, maybe that wouldn't be with the Lord. That's a battle you just won. Yeah. Amen? That's, right. That's a battle that your flesh can't, can't take victory of. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. If you think you need to spend more time with Jesus, then you probably do. If the, if the thought comes like, wow, I really should be spending more time with the Lord, that's probably a good sign that you're not spending enough time with the Lord. <laughs> Amen? You know, if you're, if you're feeling good and it's like, God, I just had a great day of spending time with Jesus and I did these things. You know, the Lord doesn't care about quantity of time. He's more interested in quality of time. There's a verse in the Old Testament that says, I don't, I don't want your fact, uh, sacrifices. I want your obedience. Amen. Amen. If we're obedient to the Lord when he wants to spend time with us, we're going to do well. Amen. Satan does not want us to make the choice to spend more time with Jesus. Amen. We have to learn to say no. Our flesh is going to say, it's okay to break your fast today. Just have some lunch. Just, just have something. You need something. You can't, you can't go on for the next eight hours without anything. You've got to say no. Amen. You, <laughs> or you have plenty of time to read the Bible tonight. Just, you can watch this movie and you'll, you won't be tired after the movie. You can watch, you can you know, read the Bible and pray. Well, chances are you're going to be tired after the movie you want to go to bed. Amen? Yeah. I'm not saying that what you want to watch or what you want to eat is a bad thing, but if you know that Jesus is trying to draw you to him, yeah. amen, at any given time, to his word, you want to listen to the Holy Spirit, not yeah. the flesh. Yeah. If you're in the middle of a program and you feel like that the Lord is saying, hey, spend some time with me right now, yeah. turn off the program. Yeah. Amen? Your flesh isn't going to like it, but turn off the program. 
Or if you say, hey, today I'm going to fast. I don't care what Satan tries to throw at me. I don't care whatever. You know, obviously being smart about it, healthy about it or whatever. But follow through with the fast. And it pays dividends. It pays dividends to follow through with what you tell the Lord you're going to do. Amen. Trust in the Lord that he will sustain you. We're not, we can't rely on the Holy Spirit to push us to do anything. He's not going to push us to fast. Amen. He's not going to push us to spend time with, the, with him. He's not going to push us to read his word. Satan is pushy. He's a, he's a control freak. He likes to can try to control our lives. And, but the Holy Spirit is the gentleman. He, he's going to suggest. He's going to encourage. Amen. He's going to use that still, small voice to, to communicate with us. But if we expect the Holy Spirit to push us, that's not going to happen. Amen. We don't want our excuse to be, well, the Lord just didn't push me enough today to do it. You know, I would have done it, but, you know, I thought about it and the Lord, you know, the, the devil's voice was stronger than the Lord's. And Sorry, Lord. Next time, next time, scream a little louder at me. You know, we don't want that to be our excuse. Amen. And the more we listen to the Spirit, the easier it's going to be to hear his voice. John 10, 1 through 5 says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hears his voice. And he calls his own sheep by his name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice, yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. So the more time we spend with the Lord, the clearer His voice is going to become. Amen? Amen. It's like, you know, if I'm standing away from Pastor Dave and I whisper something to him, he's probably not going to hear me as, as well as if I was standing up close to him and I whisper. Yeah. Amen? The closer you are to the Lord, the, the easier it's going to be to hear His voice. Right. The more sensitive you're going to be yeah. to His voice. Amen? Yeah. Amen. James 4.8 says, Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. Amen? So, again, the closer that we are to somebody, the easier we can hear them. If we magnify Jesus, we're going to see that he's bigger than anything our flesh could want. Amen? You know, think of, take a magnifying glass and, and, you know, whatever you have and you put it up there, everything gets bigger. Amen? When we magnify Jesus, hallelujah, he's, we can see that he's bigger than anything our flesh could want. And he's more important than anything that our flesh desires. Let's go to Matthew six nineteen. Quick, it says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Amen. So in life, don't put all your effort into maybe, you know, if some of you are trying to climb a ladder. You know, climb the ladder of life, you know, or, or prestige, or wealth, or... You know, the biggest house that you can get or the best car that you can get or the most money that you can make. Don't put all your effort into that. It's good to have nice things. The Lord wants us to have good things. Amen. He wants us to have nice things. Amen. But if that's where our treasure is, if we treasure that above God, then our heart's going to be there besides being with the Lord. Amen. We're going to put our time and effort into understanding the word. I mean, hearing his voice, witnessing, getting to know his heart. Yep. And when we put our time into those things, it's like when Solomon, you know, when, when the Lord asked, what do you want? 
Any, anything that you ask me, I'll give you. Yeah. And he said, I just want wisdom. I want wisdom to judge your people. Yeah. And what did the Lord say? He said, I will give you wisdom. I'll also give you the other things that you did ask for. Right. The honor and the wealth and everything. Yep. Amen. Hey, bud. Hallelujah. Yes. When we do this, we start to experience more joy instead of despair. Yeah. Amen. More peace instead of worry. More patience yeah. instead of anxiety. Yeah. When we focus on Jesus, we see all the good things. Amen. Amen. And, we are in, and when we are in tune with the voice of the Lord, we will know the times he wants us to pray. He wants us to read. He wants us to fast outside of the times that we usually do. Yeah. So there might be a time just during the day that, that maybe you're struggling with something and he says, praise me. Yeah. Or he says, thank me. Or read this verse. Or do this. And then the more sensitive we are, the more we're going to do it. And really when I talk about elevating the spirit over the flesh, I mean being sensitive to the spirit over the flesh. Because that's what's going to happen. Whenever, whenever we, we say yes to the, flesh, or to the spirit and say no to the flesh, the spirit elevates a little more in our life. Mm-hmm. Amen? Yeah. I kind of like, like, like to think of it like this. Whenever we elevate the spirit, it's like a deposit into our spiritual bank. Yeah. Whenever we elevate the flesh, it's like a, a deduction from our spiritual bank. Mm-hmm. So say we start out today, say... Say we read, you know, for three hours in the morning. And so we have like $50 in our bank. But we don't think or do anything for the Lord the rest of the day. And then just battle after battle, our, our flesh wins. Battle after battle. So we have $50. And so maybe we lose a battle. And we lose, you know, $5 comes out of our account. So now we have $45. And throughout the day, say we lose, say we lose $40 out of our spiritual bank. We're left with ten dollars. Maybe the day we're at the end of the day, and we're like, "Ah, oh, this has been so hard. I don't know what to do. I just got to go to bed." His, nurse, his mercies are new every morning. If I just get some sleep, I'll be fine tomorrow. We have ten dollars in our spiritual bank. But what if we prayed for half an hour in the morning? You know, we, had, we maybe only had time for half an hour, and we deposit ten bucks. And then when we get to a battle, and the Lord and the Lord is saying, "Trust me, trust me," and we let our spirit elevate over our flesh and we win that battle. And we say, another five bucks to our spiritual bank. And then a little bit later, we're in the car and we're saying, thank you, Jesus, for this day. Again, we we won another battle and we put another five dollars into the bank. And at the end of the day, maybe we end up with forty dollars or forty-five dollars in our spiritual bank. Amen. We're going to be better off Living our life every single moment for the Lord. Even if we're doing other things, even if we're working, we can be yeah. in our mind thinking of, of good things. Yeah. Amen. Even if we're driving, we can be praying in the Spirit or focusing on maybe a verse that we had, we had read earlier in the day. Or praying to Him or, or giving thanks or adoration. Amen. We're going to have more left in the tank, excuse me, at the end of the day. Then if we spent all of our time in the morning and we said, okay, Lord, I'm going to focus on you for three hours this morning. I'm going to forget about you the rest of the day. Yep. Amen. Yep. And I know that's where some people are at. Yep. It's like, okay, I'm going, to, I'm going to spend here, but I don't have time the rest of the day. I have so much to do that I got to think about this. Yep. And I got to think about this and this. And by the end of the day, it's like our tank is empty. Yep. Right? I don't think it's wrong to watch TV or eat cookies. I love eating cookies. I used to never be a big sweets person. I'll tell you what, though, in the last couple of years, man, I'll tell you what. It's not bad to read a fictional book, 
But we do need to make spending time with Jesus our first and foremost priority. Amen? And spending time with the Lord isn't, isn't having to shut off all the music, you know, pull all the shades so, so you're quiet and there's no noise and wearing noise-canceling headphones or anything like that and praying or reading. You know, that's not, you know, that's not all we have to do, right? Yeah. It's going to allow us to hear him better when he tells us to fast and we fast. Yeah. And he tells us to pray and we pray or read out of our regular schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Or, you know, a lot of times he'll tell us the thought will just come to your head. If it's a good thought, it's of God. Amen. Amen. If it's a thought to, to say, hey, you should pray with me right now. Or if, if in, you know, inner, inner monologue is, hey, I should praise the Lord right now. Well, that's a good thought. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It's a deposit into our spiritual bank. So we want to give advantage to our spirit. Yeah. Every time we spend time with Jesus, the, the spirit is elevated. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Again, like I said, it's not necessarily about the, how long you can spend with the Lord, but the quality of time spent with the Lord. There's a great book called Practicing the Presence of God, um, excuse me, by a, brother na- uh, a gentleman named Brother Lawrence, who's a 17th century Catholic friar. Like, wow, 17th century, that's a long time ago. And uh, it's just a little booklet. I don't know if anybody's read it here. Um, and I'm going to just read a little, a little passage from it tonight. But he said, God requires no great matter of us. A little remembrance from, of him from time to time. A little adoration. Sometimes to pray for his grace. Sometimes to offer him your suffering. Sometimes to return him thanks for the favors he has given you. And still gives you in the midst of your troubles. And to console yourself with him the oftenest you can. Lift up your heart to him. Sometimes even at your meals and when you're in company, the least little remembrance will always be acceptable to him. You need not cry very loud. He is nearer to us than we are aware of. And I believe what he's trying to say in this is that not just to spend a little time with God, but to spend a lot of little time with God throughout the day. Amen. It's not bad to spend three hours in, the, in reading your prayer. But if we can make it a habit throughout the day, a lot of little times with God. Yeah. You know, Pastor Dave and I were talking a little bit about the messages uh, earlier today. And, you know, he made me think of even, you know, he said when, you know, how special it is when your child just pops their head around the door and says, I love you. Yeah. You know, or you, you, know, you make a meal and, and your child says, that was really good. Thank you. Yeah. And how, just as a parent, how that makes me feel. Yeah. And I think, okay, every, every, all the time when we say to the Lord, thank you, yeah. and we say, I love you, yeah. how much joy does that bring him? Yeah. Amen. How much pleasure does that bring him to do that? Yes. So we want to spend a lot of little times yeah. in the presence of the Lord. Thank you. Amen. Every time something tries to come up, Lord, yeah. I thank you. Thank Lord, I love you. I'm going to praise your name. I'm going to speak in tongues or whatever it is. He's saying that God just wants to spend time with us throughout the day. Amen. He doesn't, you know, again, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about the sacrifices, but he cares about the obedience. When we obey him, we are going to make sacrifices. Right? So when we pray for a meal, when we spend a little time with the Lord, when we pray for the kids going to school or to bed, we're spending time with him. Mm -hmm. Amen. When we say, thank you, Jesus, that's, that's a moment that he shares with us. Yeah. And we know that he holds our every moment. Amen. Every moment that he has, he cherishes. He remembers. Amen. He has a photographic memory. 
Amen? <laughs> even if it's just for a little bit, even if it's just for two minutes, driving from your house to the store or whatever, praying to the Spirit, thanking Him. He loves that. Amen? We're putting the Spirit over the flesh. So I encourage you just to spend these moments with the Lord. It's not hard to do. It's really not. And if we think about it, bam, thank you, Jesus. Amen? And He loves that. And I guarantee you, that the more we do that just throughout the day, and we make our whole day about um, living a fasted life, like Pastor Dave would say, and we just make our whole day about no matter what we're doing, even if we're doing something with our job, or whatever, and, when, and the Lord just pops in our head, just say, thank you, Jesus. He loves that. He's going to honor, you know, any little time that we spend, He's going to honor us. Amen? He's going to honor us for that. Hallelujah. And that's elevating the Spirit. That really is... You know, it seems like a big deal. Oh, man, i got to put my flesh under. My flesh is really trying to rear its ugly head today. Oh, I just try to keep them there, you know. Like Bill was saying on Sunday night, you know, we don't have to, you know, really do anything for the devil to be under our feet. Amen. We praise the Lord and we thank him and the devil is under our feet. Amen. We elevate the spirit and we don't have to put down the flesh. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you that we can elevate you in our lives, Jesus. Amen. At every moment, we can elevate you. Yep. Hallelujah. That that is, that is holy, that is acceptable to you, and we just yep. elevate the Spirit, Lord, and the flesh stays under. We just thank you just for revelation, Lord. I thank you that somebody today got a word of encouragement from this. Lord, I just pray that you are speaking even right now to your saints. Lord, we thank you for this great week that we are going to have, continue to have, Lord. I pray for blessings. I pray for financial breakthroughs. I pray for medical breakthroughs in Jesus' name. I pray for supernatural recoveries. Hallelujah. I pray for divine appointments. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If, if, if we meet somebody or if we have the opportunity to minister, Lord, I thank you for dropping that in our spirit. Hallelujah, that we can elevate you in that situation. And Lord, you are such a good God. You are such a good God. I know you don't, you don't make us feel guilty when we don't, but thank you for, for your forgiveness for us. And Lord, we just praise you. We honor you tonight. You are so worthy of all of our praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.